Hola, Steve. ¿Qué tal? What? <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> you did Spanish before. It didn't sound as good as that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's not Hi. Portuguese, is it? You're not probably not. You're not practicing for November. Ooh, Club Days Lisbon. Club I am Days not. Lisbon. No. Do you know? By the time we get to Colab Days Lisbon, we'll have done two other presentations before then. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, by the time this comes out in a few days, we will be doing the workshop at South Coast Summit. South Coast Summit, yes. Governance workshop, all those that are attending, thank you, all 65 of you. Sorry we had to block so many, there's just too many attendees. Yeah. There's only four chairs, so we've filled that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about governance. They just don't realize how much fun it's going to be with you and me. Yes. So, yes, South Coast Summit. Um, we've got Collab Days Belgium after that as Collab well. Collab Days Belgium. Yeah. You've just changed your uh, presentation. I did. Yes. So, um, yes. And then I am doing a single. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm doing 70% uh, projects of fake. Yes. True or false. Yes. Ooh, nice. We then, did a good podcast about that. Yeah. Then we got Lisbon. Then we've got Lisbon, Collab Days Lisbon. And then we are doing something da, 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 da. really special at ESPC, the European SharePoint Conference in Amsterdam at the Rye. Yes. Is that how you say it? Yes, Rye. At the, the Rye. Rye. So our great friends at Corview have invited us live on their stand to do a number of podcasts. And whiskey tastings. And whiskey tasting. <laughs> we'll come to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, we've got yeah, a core yeah. view whiskey tasting before that to yeah. talk about. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that's going to be really cool and exciting, all yeah. right? Morena's aimed really low on the guest list. So he's just got a few plebby people from Microsoft to join us. Well, that's who he's invited anyway. So who have you invited from Microsoft? Oh, uh, are you not allowed to say? Uh, I don't know if they're going to Actually, gonna no, be we're there, recording this on the, what, the uh, 10th, 3rd of the 10th. There we go. Mm -hmm. And if they were wise, people might have worked out who we might have invited. Yeah. Because they might have been on a, a special OneDrive release thing today. Yes. And and she's pregnant <laughs> with long blonde hair. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was one of the presenters, okay. remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, doesn't matter. She's not flying. <laughs> she can't fly in her condition oh. she can't no no all right yeah so basically we got a number of podcasts every day in the exhibition at the core view stand yes. uh, and then there will be some golden tickets handed out mm -hmm. and those golden tickets will invite you to a special end of day whiskey tasting with the two of us and yep. we are picking three of our favorite whiskies from the podcast yeah actually one of them is not so from the three, two yeah. of them are from our favorite Whiskey of the Podcast. All right. And um, shall we try and give them a few clues, see whether they can guess? Sure. So one of them took a sea journey. Yeah. All right. So that's the first one, took a, a sea long journey. long sea journey. Yeah. Yes. And the second one was a good friend of Jack Daniels. Yes. So they're the first two. And the third one is an incredibly special that I picked up whilst I was at the distillery last week. 
Yeah. Right? Because you were in Scotland for I was in Scotland. two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So I went to the distillery and we have a, a very, very special whiskey. We've tasted it before, mm-hmm. but this is a special release uh, mm-hmm. of that whiskey. And it was probably the best, pe- the most surprising and close to the best petered whiskey we've tasted on the podcast in the last nice. five years. Now, I have not tasted this yet. So that's true. I am looking the brand forward we've tasted to it. it. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So that that is ESPC, and at this point in time, we do not know how you get tickets for that. We're still working on that. So there will be uh, a number of podcasts every day. Yeah. Whether that means that we choose somebody from the audience to join the whiskey tasting, we don't know. Whether you have to go and uh, listen to a, a spiel about mm. the product, or whether they're just handing them out randomly, Secret or whether you handshake. have to pay us fifty euros a piece or whatever, then then there's so many golden tickets that's going to be handed out. And that is a very, very special whiskey tasting. Yeah. That is going to be so cool. And that will be live on the Corview stand at the end of the first and second day. Yep. So that's good. That's yep. ESPC. We're really excited about that, aren't we? Yes. We, we're excited until we think about how much work we have to do. Because there are, Fuck. there are nine podcasts, we think, at this point in time, to be done over the three days. That means... Recorded, talked through, mixed down, and published and made available. Uh, and Corview, thank you for trusting us. We won't let you down. It's going to be so cool. Yes. And then South Coast Summit will be our fifth birthday. birthday. October yes. is our birthday month. Sometime in October, five years ago, we kicked this off. I still remember standing here in front of this table. I think it was this table anyway, but in this location with one microphone microphone between us yeah. recording that first episode. Yeah. It was so cool, brother. And it was so obviously going to be a success. Yes. So there we go. Anyway, so we will be doing a whiskey tasting. Corview supporting that as well. That's going to be mm-hmm. really good. There are some invites out and about. So if you check our Twitter account, uh, then you will see some uh, QR codes that will take you to a form. Yep. Uh, there are limited spaces available. Um, yep. And we're going to do uh, the, first, the first three, the first two whiskeys will be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the third one is a, an 18-year-old special. Masterpiece. Right. It's a very, very good. But they, that one has been tasted on a podcast before. All right. All righty. So that's going to be good. And um, yeah, the whole thing, Supply uh, South Coast Summit looks like being a wicked, wicked party. It's gonna be a very cool few days. It is, yeah. Yes. It's gonna be good, and all because we are doing a governance workshop. Uh, yes, mostly. It yes. will be about that. That's yes. what all that no. people will be talking about. Exactly. Yeah. No. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, so, what have we been up to? We've done some in the past. You did Prague. Oh, I've <laughs> so for the past three weeks, I've been traveling. Uh, so I did Helsinki. And you, you know he's been traveling because he still has the bruises from his misses. Where have you been? You've not been around. <laughs> da, da, da. Out again. About and about. Um, so I went to Helsinki uh, for the collab days, which was a blast. I went to Prague for Experts Live, which was very, very, very cool. And uh, we both went to Bletchley last week. My favorite place in England. Yeah. I love Bletchley. The computer museum. It, first time for me. Museum. Excellent venue. 
Yeah, and we saw the demo this time. I didn't see the bomber running last time, but yeah. we did this time. And that the way that works and the way it broke the codes, it was it was magic. Yeah, and I didn't realize that Colossus actually had been built as well to break codes. I thought that was a different thing. The uh, the mainframe computer mm, where we yeah. had our sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, building a computer in nineteen that that sounds so twenty five. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, but that yeah. was cool. Yes, and we did our first presentation there on goals. Yes, and we thought we would spend some time going through some of those things that reflecting, we've been looking at. Reflecting, reflecting on the power of focus. Oh, there's the title there. There's a title there. I need to write that down. Reflecting. Hey, ChatGPT, save this title on the power, power of focus. Of focus. Ah, all right. I like that. Good. That's ah, that's good, soft. Good, 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 good. Um, and also supply uh, supply chain. South Coast Summit um, will also be the launch of our new branding and a new name. Yeah, it's time. It's time. It was a long time coming. I think we talked about this first time last year. I think so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So that'd be cool. All right. Good. 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 So where do you want to start? At the beginning. It's a very Once good place to start. In a galaxy far, far away. No. I like that one too. Yeah. Um, yes. All right. So look, what we what we did at Bletchley is we ran a presentation, The Power of Focus. Yeah. And we wanted to cover kind of adoption and governance around goals um, and give some demonstrations of it. So Moraine did cool demonstrations around the product. Um but I wanted to build a model for goals because goals is, yeah, you know, most people don't understand what goals is about. Um, OKRs, which actually go back to MBOs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so what we're going to do is just do a bit of a synopsis of that. Yeah. Uh, what we kind of learned. Um, mm -hmm. We we did quite well. We timing is always an issue on the first presentation because yeah. we tried to do a lot or get a lot in, but and we don't know, do any uh, rehearsals or whatever. So um, we just no, wing I it. thought seven or eight times we went through it. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Um, everybody that knows is that's the case. Um, and um, we we did a quick check at everybody, and we kind of said, "Give us a, a show of hands. Five is perfect. One is shit." Uh, and if we add them all together from t 17 people, we got 16. No, 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 no. We got an average of fours uh, across the board, some fives yeah, and threes. So, yeah. so we thought we did well. All right. Yeah. So, so let me first comment on the title because you chose that title. And I think it is a brilliant title, The Power of Focus, because that's what Viva Goals should bring to your organization. Focus to work on the things that actually matter. Yeah, that's exactly it. And of course, the downside of most of the work we do at the moment is that the board will say, hey, this is what we're going to do this year. Mm -hmm. And it stays on a, a lazy old document in the minutes of the board. And maybe they'll do a, a news item on it on the intranet. But they, there's no tool um, that in most organizations that actually spread that through to everybody from top to bottom. Yeah. So what goals does is allows people to look at the tasks they need to do and and basically do them based on that priority as set by the board. 
Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk through some of those steps. So that's yeah. that's what it is. So the power of focus it could have been the power of focus. It could have been the power of priority. It could have been yeah. the, the the power of just get it fucking right. Um, <laughs> it, it could have been any any yes. one of those things. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. All right. So we wanted to sort of set work out the the session that what we wanted to do, and there's some terms that we kind of identified. So it's a Viva product. So it's about employee experience. Yes, and it's about focus for your employee. Exactly. So to give them insight as to what they're doing from work and give them a lot more job satisfaction. Um, yeah. In this case, that's what yeah. this is about. It's not about working out where I was all day yesterday and the people I connected to and all that kind no, of it's, stuff. No, it's the meaning of why do I do what I do. The meaning of work. Yes. The meaning of work. And that brought us on to our, our second hashtag, work vision. So... You know, the fact that I can plan end-to-end delivery and innovation because because you're able to focus on your priorities and because people know what they need to deliver, there's time to innovate and, and find the best way of delivering that stuff. So that's cool. And then we did some work on setup and governance and adoption, which we'll touch on as we move forward. Mm-hmm. So that's what the session delivered. Uh, I think it delivered it very well. Um, we we know where we can save a little bit of time and get a little bit more demo in. That we want to change that balance around a little yeah. bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but other than that, I think it worked out quite well. I'm it did. I'm not going to use my keyboard to move these on. All right. So we talked about some of the expectations of goals. Why are you yes. sitting there grinning at? Because that was the one slide I really wanted to get in or keep in. And then we touched that one. And then you were like, oh, Marijn, you really want to keep this in. So talk about this. And I was like. So just like a normal podcast then. Yes, exactly. No, So are you ready to do it now? No, of course not. Okay, good. We just talked about it before we started recording. So you're on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um. What Steve wrote on the slide, because you cannot see the slide, is that when high-priority items are governed, a service can start. And I thought that that was super effing brilliant, just not for the reason it apparently (laughs) means. So I thought it meant something else. No, no, tell me what you meant. Tell me what you meant. Well, I thought like the, the, the quote that we read earlier uh, where attention goes, energy flows uh, from this very famous dude that we've never, never heard, heard of before. Yeah, exactly. But actually, I love that quote, though. Yeah, because you're not wrong, actually, where attention goes, energy flows. Yeah. We could type that one in as well underneath. Yeah, maybe. Yes. So I thought that if we are all made aware of the things that we need to do, uh, then we can actually create a proper service around it and, and those things will get done. I think it does mean that. I think the way oh, I, where I've put when good. high priority items are governed, so we get the right things that we need to do, so we govern the process, we make sure that you know the important items and then the service can start. So delivery yep. of that service, of that focus. Uh, and, and that was the definition of what goals delivers to the enterprise. It was kind of an expectation of Viva Goals. That's what the slide's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does need to be governed and implemented correctly. Because yes. you can't just throw this stuff over the wall and expect it to be picked up and away you go. And, and also, you c- you've got to do this in three or four stages. So, hey, we set the goals at the top of the organization. 
then at the divisions within the organization. Then we kind of say, okay, they're the goals, and so they now set up the phases of a project or the epics of Agile, wherever you are, and then you work out what the tasks are and how you're going to deliver it. So you've got those four steps. Yeah. But without proper governance, without control and ownership, you do the first ones and the board goes, ah, done that, you know, rub your collar and, and move on. And then they walk away because that's what they do. They're directors. They get paid to come in, read, make calls, set strategy, and then they go home again. Mm-hmm. And then the, the sort of directors of the organization, or sorry, no, let's call them the senior managers of the organization. They have to implement them. But because yeah. they immediately put into goals you can move down to the next level but if you don't have governance or processes they'll just sit there and people will just do what they think they need to do without the priority without the direction without the governance so that's part of what we we will talk about a little bit later but yeah but that's what this gives you but i liked it when my priorities are governed a service can start yeah no absolutely i loved it I love that. Uh, Great that's slide. a really good quote. And yes. now when you come to this presentation, possibly at Lisbon? Yes. All right. Now if you come to Lisbon, I will handle this slide. Yes. Good. And you'll handle it right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you will. I know you always do it. It's fine. All righty. This under your name against it too. But shall I do it or are you going to do it? Uh, so we're, we're, we're not going to... Of course, our listeners cannot see the slides, so we shouldn't talk about slides and whatever. So, right. Mental um, note, don't mention slides anymore. Exactly. So we, when we work with goals or with an OKR system, it's all about objectives and key results. So those are the things that are the most important thing that you want to... They're the objects we're playing with. Exactly. The objects yes. or processes. Or components. But, yeah. exactly. Components. Yes. Better word. Off, off our flip chart, that's the word on our flip chart notes, yes, on the whiteboard, <laughs> not on the slide, on the whiteboard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. On, exactly. So um, objectives, those are our company's goals. Those are the things that we want to realize. So, Mered, give us an example of a good objective. <laughs> Oh, there were some brilliant sample there objectives were. on uh, in in goals. Yeah, um, we'll go with that. one on your current project. An objective: roll out OneDrive to everyone. Okay, so an objective is qualitative. It's about yeah. so enable a OneDrive service that would support the organization. Ex- better, yes. I'm good. At Ooh, that. nice. And that's because it's aspirational. And inspirational. Yes. So that's what I was going for when yes. I said that. And you yeah. can use ChatGPT to uh, to make them better. Yes. Be a good consultant. We got ChatGPT. Of course. Anyway, but yes. And? Yeah. And? It's so, kind of something that you're looking to achieve. So it's, yes. it's smart. Remember what smart was? We knew that M was measurable. We got that. Yes. Bit. Exactly. <laughs> I could remember that. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, specific, measurable. Yeah. Autistic. Autistic, reminiscent of time. <laughs> so it's smart. Yes. But no, no, seriously, I'm sure everybody else knows what that is. We no, but your, no. your objectives yeah. don't have to be smart. Your key results have to be smart. Mm, let's not get Your objective this is the thing that you want to do, and then the key results are how are you going to measure what you're going to, what you want to accomplish. 
and and that needs to be smart so for example um, enabling OneDrive uh, for all or employees hupple the pupple the pup what yep. you just said um, that is a great objective but then we need to have some key results there like it should be available for all Citrix users for all mobile users for, so the, uh, here the, was my thinking just, yeah. just about the measurable stuff with, yeah. with objectives so very often a board will set a goal and then yeah. walk away from it but you need to be able to know how you're going to measure it. And that's where I was coming from. So that your key results, which are now quantitative. Yes. So there's a difference between so qualitative measurable. Yeah. and quantitative. So they're measurable. So yeah. it needs to be something that can be measured yes. rather than something that was. So, so they need to be some smart. thought towards yeah. it. Yeah, that's, yeah. So you're, yeah, you're probably right. I am wrong. I get that. That's fine. Objective if you Sorry, achieve. what? I, I said objective <laughs> if you <laughs> nice no I think you might be right no I no right. ah, no worries but if I have it's to say, late and we've had a few whiskeys already shh, we've had some pretty cool whiskeys we've had some amazing whiskeys and we've, we're going to taste but why just seeing as you brought the subject up what you want to you, you want me to talk about my gold cock yeah okay yeah so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> drink Moraine's gold cock yeah that's what we're gonna All taste right. We're going to taste his gold cock. Okay. I kind of feel like I need to keep saying this word now. <laughs> I've never known a whiskey that is called gold cock before. Uh, uh, and, um, and gold cock is what we're going to drink yes. later. Shall I stop now? Yes, please. All right. But it's quantitative. Yeah. Gold cock. Oh, right. yes. It's, very... it's not visionary. It's, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the objectives are aspirational. <laughs> Okay. All right. Here good. we are with the soundbite for this episode. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So the key results basically are what reports back to the board to show that that you've done it. Mm -hmm. So the idea of this is that it's going to manage a process that's going to set the goals, yep. give people the tools to be able to manage those goals, and then report back that the goal is done. Yes. All right. Now the old way of doing this, of course, is slightly different, and that's really what people need to understand. Yeah. And and I love that model that you've built um, because it highlights how much work goes into this process or used to go into this process and why it fails. So let's talk through a typical OKR process then. Let's try and say where it came from in my head. Mm -hmm. All right, the way that if you were running normal um, OKR, so objectives through the organization, then uh, we had some examples. So basically the people that are involved in this, the four levels that we started out with, was obviously the director's board, divisional managers, departmental managers, and then the delivery the team. The hierarchy. The hierarchy, yeah. yeah, within the organization. And we kind of came up with a couple of examples. So, you know, like um, there's a corporate objective, and the mm -hmm. corporate objective uh, may well be, hey, let's share Safe. our products, yeah. project into a new market. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what they need to say, really. They need to say, look, our business needs to expand in this area. We did a report with X, Y, and Z, um, and they are advising us that we should expand into this new market with a product, yeah. for example. And so those objectives at that level will be broken down into divisional objectives. 
And the yeah. reason that you do that is because if we talk about this product, there's almost certainly ICT going to need to be involved. So, you know, Salesforce, mm -hmm. processes for delivery, yeah. supply chain, ordering. We might need blah, new blah, blah, blah. salespeople that have experience. Uh, so exactly. sales will be involved. So, well, HR, HR will, will then be involved. Be involved. Operations, of course, have got yeah. to produce a new product to yeah. be able to deliver it, yeah. check their production Marketing. Lines. Exactly. Exactly. So we've already started off by talking about what the local goals would be, or epics if you're in an agile environment, or features. Ooh. All right. Uh, and then, of course, that turns into the department managers. And now, so a department manager in operations, for example, will say, okay, we need to increase production of product X mm -hmm. uh, by a factor of 30%. Yep. For example, that might be what he has to deliver. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're the experts, so they can now work out what tasks they need to do to be able to do that. And we had a way of renaming those tasks in, in goals. So if you yes. use implementations, was it? Or, I uh, cannot remember what it was. Enumerations, no. things to do. That's what it was called. Yes. Things to do. So you could rename it into five different things, but tasks was not, not one, one of, of them. them. No, okay. Missed so opportunity, Microsoft. No, this is going to annoy me now. I'm going to have to find out. But that's okay. So we've got a series, let's just call them tasks, uh, all right, that have been set to be able to work out how to deliver that. Marine's also now yeah. trying to remember the activities. name. Activities? No, it's activities. not activities. doesn't matter. It's the small piece of work that you need yeah. to do that when they're grouped together, they start to support that uh, divisional objective. So then the delivery team actually get those tasks and they get off and they deliver them, all right? And they get on and do their work quite happily. Uh, and then they go back to their manager and they say to their manager, hey, manager, I've now done my tasks, all right? And they're done because that's what a manager does. He makes sure the workloads get done, mm -hmm. make sure it gets done to the right quality and that everybody's happy. And then the departmental manager, of course, will go to a divisional meeting or a monthly meeting and he'll report back that, hey, all those things we did to support our uh, objectives for ICT, but at a divisional level, uh, we're all done. We're all good. We're, we're all yeah. okay. And then, of course, at the next meeting for the board, uh, they'll report back to the board that, you know, they actually delivered what they were needed to be delivered. Yeah. Now, it doesn't matter how you do that, whether you do it on pieces of paper whether you do it on a series of emails, whether you do it as a project plan or whatever you do, you're going to go board, division, division department, department delivery team, delivery team back to the department, department back to the division, division back to the directors. So there's like that, 10 steps involved. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And so those objectives were set at the top level. They were turned into various tasks and items. Then there's a key reporting process so the key item was reported as done, and that goes bouncing back to yeah. the beginning. And that so is the way it works now manually. Yeah. So that, that kind of uh, reminds me of that game where you've got all these people lined up, and one whispers into the ear of the first person like a special sentence, and they need to repeat that. And by the end, it's a complete different sentence. Yeah, we've mentioned this on the podcast before. Send three and four punts, we go into a dance. Yes, it's exactly. the most famous yes. one from World yeah, War yeah. One because in the trenches... That was the way you did yep. it, just to recap over that. Mm -hmm. So it started off as send reinforcements. We're going to advance. Yeah. And by the time the mistakes were made from the communications, because nobody got to see the original one, it turned out to be send three and fourpence. We're going to a dance. 
which of yeah. course they all wanted to do better than of jumping course. over the top of those trenches <laughs> yes. and facing yes. a few guns. All right. So, uh, so yes, I do like that game. But uh, uh, so that's what this this process was. So we wanted to go through that. That's the end to end delivery, um, and then there are some blocking points in that. So mm. the the department managers are just given a divisional instruction. Yes. So they have no real idea what what they're doing and how important and what's so important. And the guy with the task, I'm just doing my task. So yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah. You looked like you wanted to say something. You grinned. Yeah, it 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 reminded me of um, uh, a podcast that I was listening to while I was driving here, um, and it's a podcast about uh, founders. Uh, so he talks about Winston Churchill, Jeff Bezos, and this was the one about the founder of uh, Southwest uh, Airlines. Okay. And he wanted uh, to be uh, super efficient and super fast. So he hired a new marketing manager and he gave him the task of creating a new uh, TV advert- advertisement thing. So it was yep. January and, he's, and and the guy came back, okay, I've got my plan. So by March... We will have our script. By April, it will be uh, approved. By June, we can start casting people. And then in July, we can start filming. And in September, it can go live on air. And the director was like, no, no, you don't get it. This needs to come out next week, Wednesday. (laughs) So you've got six days to do it, not nine months. Because he wants to move fast and without any overhead yeah now of course what you were just describing was the nine board journey. needs to do it they need to talk to the divisions the divisions need to talk to the departments in every every step along the way has waiting time so by the time that the people actually know what they need to do probably three months off already passed yeah so and we can kind of break that down into responsibilities so roles and responsibilities within the organization and again it kind of picks up on the fact that this is a normal process so if we just simplify that a little bit the board is responsible for ensuring that these goals are delivered that's their responsibility but they're not going to go and check down the line they're just going to trust their divisional managers to do it so then they basically make sure that every goal and objective at the divisional level is driving one of those strategic objectives. Yeah. All right. And it, and this is not a two-minute job. All right. So the board will decide, document it, approve it, get it checked by a bunch of consultants. Then they'll hand it down to the <laughs> divisional managers. And the divisional Does managers will start trying to work out how they're going to separate that down to their departments. And there you've already lost five weeks, ten weeks, whatever the number yes. of weeks. Anyway, the department managers are then managing and releasing the resources so that we can complete the tasks. And, of course, within the definition of done, the tasks are then marked as complete by the delivery team managers. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, those tasks then now have to be wound back up again up the tree. Because the first thing that I said was the board is responsible for ensuring that they are delivered. Yeah. So if the board don't get results, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to email the divisional managers and the divisional managers will email the department managers who will then say these are the tasks that are done and then they'll reply back to the divisional managers. And so you end up with this great little set of McDonald's arches linking yes. all those kinds of things. <laughs> in. So that's that kind of really, that's a little bit more simplified, but at least it shows you where the responsibilities are. 
Um, so when we start looking at goals, there's a number of things that it will do for us. Okay, so yeah. if if we imagine that we have those strategic objective, divisional objectives, those tasks that need to be done, um, and the objective reporting, so those kinds of things are, are all rock and rolling. Um, and what we want to be able to do is to make sure, and this is what goals does, mm-hmm. the model is two straight lines. Yeah. So the model is is like a U shape. Okay, so that U shape is basically saying, uh, I want a view of the strategic objectives. That's my one side of the U. It's actually an, a, a letter O. It's easier to go down that way. And it goes all the way down through the organization. So I, I enter it at strategic objectives. I notify immediately the divisional objectives that, hey, there's an objective that you need to look at and work out how to deliver. So they get to go and look at, they don't need to create a report or they don't need to do anything else. They get to look at the highest priority ones that they want to do first. So they then work out how they're going to separate that tasks or those tasks down to the department for the task management. They also get to see all of the trail of who's responsible for what, where it comes from. That then goes to the people that need to complete the tasks. So they can then say, hey, I've got this task to do now. And then they can mark it as complete. And of course, all of those completions are, you know, the KR. So the objectives have been Mm -hmm. done. The key reporting is done, and that can go immediately back to the board. And at any time and in real time, they can get a status of what the status is of that strategic objective. And the really cool thing is that it calculates how much has been done. Yeah, exactly. And what's even cooler is that uh, you can do it yourself manually, but it can also look to for example, an Excel sheet or to a planner plan, and it will automatically check, oh, so we need to do 10 tasks, six are complete, so we're at 60%. And you do awesome. math too. Sometimes. Excellent, that worked out quite well. So, But yes, but again, also we can say, hey, look, I'm 20% complete now or I'm yeah. 50% complete. And And that's beautiful because that cuts away so much clutter, so much meetings that normally should happen and that we need to talk about and that we need to convey emails that need to be sent time that is wasted waiting time and this is just such a freaking simple fast model yeah why have we not done this 20 years ago um well to be fair okr has been around a little while Uh, yes so OKR, I mean, Microsoft didn't invent OKRs, but let's just be clear about that. Yeah. And they didn't actually write this program. They bought it from a company that was called OKRs. Something else. The program itself no. was, no, I don't no, know what the no. company was called, can't remember. Uh, however. Ali, Ali.io. That, where Whoa. did that come from, brother? Whoa. Wow. You have not had enough whiskey. <laughs> you need some golden cock. I oh, no gold cock. Sorry. Yes. Oh, it's a petered. I can't remember tasting petered when we had a bit of your cock it's, earlier. It is petered. Yes, trust you, me. You nearly when lost you, it. There, when you, when you, yeah, yeah. When you taste my gold cock, you will remember okay. that it's petered. It's petered. Yes. <laughs> it's got a name. This is Pete. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly starting to lose this. All right, this is you know this is triple X rated oh, today. This is boy. going to be so much yes. fun. All right, 
I mean, this is actually brilliant. We've got a great whiskey name, and we've got a great product name, and we've got a great story. Yeah. And people have got no idea where we're going with it. No, and you were talking fine. about Golden Arches earlier. Yeah, and I was, that was yeah. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Anyway, right, let's fun for the whole family. Yes, yeah. fun for the whole family. All right. So basically, that's how the model works. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So that, and you were talking about where it came from. 1954 was a, a management book that came out that actually described managed by objectives. And it was a fundamental change in the way we manage our employees. So employers kind of around that time were taken on board because they had a lifetime experience doing what they do. I have mm. a, a lifetime experience managing a machine that creates lace or blankets or clothes. So yep. I've got a job for life because mm. I, all I do is the same thing day in, day out, every day, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Um, but managed by objectives, I identified and said, look, that instead of that guy now having 25 steps written by somebody else or by the manufacturer or anything else, just tell him he needs to operate the machine. All right. And get him used to the idea that's what he needs to do. The objective is to deliver 10 of these at the day and work out yourself how you get there. Uh, and that was 1954. And then Intel and Google they used it to change their organizations. Uh, and then this whole object and, and chaos, OKRs came out, and that's where we're at. But yeah, so it's been around a while, which is good news. But in the old days, as you say, it was all done manually and, yep. and posted and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yep. Okay, so we now know how it works. What effect does it actually have on the organization? So we broke this down uh, into five areas Okay, that actually could to drive this. So the first one is alignment and coordination. So mm-hmm. all of the work that the organization needs to deliver and focus on is governed because it's already put into the system right at the top of the tree mm-hmm. and it then works its way down. And it doesn't change. It gets added to or expanded all right, in real time by the relevant people that know how to do it, the role of that organization. Now, yep. obviously, there needs to be some management of this process. There's no doubt about that. Somebody would need mm-hmm. to prompt people and say, hey, the new objectives for the divisions have now been released and please go online and check and all that. But there's also automated notifications yep. that you think yes. you've got to do. Yes. Um, so strategically, it's driven from the top downwards by the board. And it's actually the work itself is then driven by each of the head of division who then pass down what the division needs to accomplish this year and of course, then you know the heads of departments are actually f- completely free to work out how they want to deliver it. Yeah. So it's autonomous. But if they want to know why they're doing it, they just look back up the tree. They look at the objective and find out where it came from. So alignment is in the organisation, the product, right from day one, mm-hmm. and coordination is all there uh, by some of the roles, but also by the system. Yeah. Exactly. So great employee experience. Great innovation because now we can say, how are we going to deliver this? And can we do it better than we did last time? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have to wait around to be told what to do. They're able to kind of grab their objective and work out the best way of delivering and do continual improvement. It's so cool. I found the big pain point <gasps> in the whole <clears throat> process. No, don't say it too loud because somebody might want to come and see this at Lisbon. Yeah, but it all comes back to how good your board is of course (laughs) so you need brilliant people in your board to come up with the really cool things that 
they want the company to do or to focus on. They should be the good things that the company should focus on. Well, we have to assume that if an organization has bought licenses for goals, it's a good board. (laughs) (laughs) No, if they hired us to implement their Viva goals, (laughs) then that's a clever board. Well, that is an interesting question because one of the things we never touch in this presentation is the implementation of it. Well, it's, it's not really the implementation. It's coming up with the goals. Now that's what the for board that do. year, yeah, that's exactly. The that's, that's what that's they right. do. But that's but that's you the just whole... talked about taking us on board to implement goals. We never covered that because uh, that's okay. one of the roles okay. is something that's not even on our list. We've got a bunch of roles we're going to look at in a minute. Mm-hmm. But the implementation manager, it, it needs to be somebody that understands process management. Yes. So there's a certain skill set there to can say, hey, how do you do your goal management at the moment? Oh, we have this nine-month cycle, and that gets them out to the business. So we have to start our goals nine months before the year starts so that the organization has time to deliver them or whatever the current process is. See, and with, with these modern times where every three months we everything changes. Every quarterly, like quarterly we goals. We get a... Yep big fire or an earthquake or we get corona and we get um, change change we get a rapid rise of ai we get whatever the rapid rise of ai yes so yeah just one year objectives might not cut it anymore no, I think that's probably true. But again, mm-hmm. it would depend on the organization. Yes. Uh, you know, like when I was working at Ford Motor Company, it used to take us five years to start the design of a car and get it on the road. And one of the goals that I was involved with there was actually saying, okay, how the heck can we get that from five years down to three? Because everybody mm-hmm. takes five years. If we can do it in three, we're ahead of the game. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it was fairly easy to get it down to three. He lied. But but it was where where the motivational message. Yeah, Yeah, it was Mm -hmm. a multiple. So alignment and coordination is important, and what that actually brings is easier adoption because the tool is actually delivering things in. Yeah, and a lot of people are quoting that they've witnessed the transformation of the organization with goals just because people. They're aligned with all the overarching mission of the organization. That's what they're doing. We missed an opportunity here to add the uh, John Kennedy, uh, President Kennedy visiting the uh, NASA uh, thing. Okay, yes. So with uh, the janitor, yeah, yeah, talking to the janitor. What is? What do you do here? And the janitor says, "I'm here to put a man on the moon." Yes. So we missed that. But now everybody knows it. Yes. So That's if you come fine. to Lisbon and they hear that story, they need to cheer and applaud if it's the first time they've ever heard it. If they tell me that they've heard that sentence on the podcast, I will buy them a whiskey. A golden cock. I will give them my gold cock, yes. Okay, excellent. All right, my guess is if somebody asks you, you will go, what the hell are you talking about? Because by the <laughs> so time long that ago. comes in November. <laughs> no, but it's, it's about uh, focus. It's about um, everybody in the organization not coming in to do their nine to five. I'll just come in here to do the, the, the accountancy or the whatever. No, they're here to help the organization meet their goals. Yeah, we're sparking synergy. I've got that on uh, 
yes. s- the stuff earlier that we, we're encouraging, enthusing, you know. Yes. Uh, and, it, and it has worked. I mean, people that have done this have said exactly that. So mm-hmm. alignment and coordination then um, uh, is, is kind of where we're at. Right. There's a number of roles around here that's important that we should consider. Obviously, yes. Well, the key one, I think, is the OKR champion. It's, you know, it's like the company secretary level. It's somebody that can talk to the board and to the directors and actually make sure that they all understand the adoption process of what's going to happen. Hey, you know, hey, you're the head of division for operations. Just letting you know that, you know, this is the new application. This is where you're going to find the objectives from the board. This is where you need to be able to work out what you need to do within your team. Yeah. And then you can put them in like this and da-da-da-da-da. And that OKR champion is going to start working uh, around and down through the process that probably is already existing. This mm-hmm. is not new process. It's about streamlining the existing process yeah. and providing a lot more value to all the employees and the people in the, in the chain. True. So the OKR champion is important. There's also a lot of cross-functional liaison. So we talked about our one goal, you know, mm-hmm. get more product out to this particular sector. And there yep. was operational requirements, there was IT requirements, and there was HR requirements. So somebody needs to be able to talk between those divisions and kind of say, hey, guys, let's get together for a coffee tomorrow because I think you guys are going to need to think about coordinating the stuff that you need to do. So yeah. there's a cross-functional role. That, that Those are the two new roles. But everything else is kind of department heads, team leads, mm-hmm. you know, the contributors that are, are knocking it off. HR probably in terms of people and training and things. It's kind of typical adoption and governance, Mm -hmm. but the system drives it for you because it's a screen, a form, a thing, a notification, you know, and so you need to understand where you are in the chain. But getting those roles together is is kind of key for the adoption process. And because they're already touching nearly every part of the business, your, uh, you know, your ad car process, your awareness and your desire you're now going to go quiet to see whether i can remember the next one and the knowledge that you need yeah so that you can arse around at fun (laughs) (laughs) yes what a block ability ability is the one that gets you every time i I don't know why it's a horrible word but yes of course so a lot of that adoption is is really part of the training because they should yep. be able to see the value immediately. Mm-hmm. So you mean that I will be able to go and get a task in my planner, if that's where I want to go. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to go to OKR and I'll be able to look at why I'm doing that task. Yeah. Yes. And when I've done that task, I will know that it's reported to the people that matter. And that is a cool story to tell people Yeah. Uh, and let them know what's happening within their organization. So the roles are important if you want to drive the governance and adoption. Um, absolutely yes it provides focus and priority so we just talked about that so instead of scattering energy across multiple tasks hey i've got 10 things to do today i'm just going to do the one that's easiest because i've had a bad night i was out boozing last night drinking my gold cock all right and i'm a bit hungover so i'm just going to take the easy one today but that changes of course in that you've got chance to get that focused and so i can do what really matters to the organization Mm -hmm. Um, and it's uh, basically obviously we hope to be a key part of making sure that the goals are delivered on time so you can respond if there is a change uh, uh, in the goal or requirement or something yeah exactly yeah yeah and you can also as a as a board member 
of course, always see how far you are and how far the organization is. And then you can redirect resources or money if you see that you're not going to make yeah, it. Yeah, money will follow the work. There's no doubt yeah. about that. And so where attention sit- goes, money will follow. Yes. <laughs> nice one. That's a quote. I'll look that up next week and see your name against it. All right. Yes. From a from a people person, so this Viva Goals stuff, all right, so increasing engagement is, you know, a, another attribute that comes in. So the employee experience is improved. True. Simply because, because they know why. Yeah, because a lot of people, the uh, apparently, according to the Forrester Microsoft report, is that a lot of people are switching jobs because they just don't feel like working there anymore true so gone are the days that people worked for the same company for 40 years so we're now in the the big gig economy uh, where every economy yeah so everyone's just doing gigs one gig after the other like Uh, we do like we do yeah exactly so everyone's becoming a consultant yes yeah and then finally i think in this process the one to talk about is progress and outcomes Mm-hmm. So the the ability for that reporting all the way back to the top of the organization in real time. Yep. So as it goes down the organization and no one's just being delivered, then they'll get to see a nice little chart, great reporting on their objectives and how well they're, when they're done. Dashboards. Dashboards. Dashboards Everybody galore. Everyone a good dashboard. Yeah. So, so that's cool. And I think that the key words for this progress and outcome are kind of transparency. Um, the openness about the whole process. Nobody's hiding anything. Nobody is doing stuff without knowing what it is. Uh, Everybody knows who is doing something, who's responsible for something and accountable for something. Which can also be a problem. Like, we want to take over five competitors this year. Mm, Maybe that's not a goal that we should put on there. No, that's true. I need to, A, look, I've got a special offer on buying these products, A, B, and C. Mm. But, you know, who's responsible for them is now easy to find out. Yeah. So you don't buy them twice or you you don't, two people don't have a great idea because the work itself and the goals are prioritized, but they also know what's happening. So mm. transparency and accountability becomes the foundation of the operations. You've been having so many golden nuggets today. This is your golden nugget look, isn't it? The finger goes up in the air and it points at me and says, shut the fuck up, I've got something to say. Initiatives. Initiatives. Oh, you remembered what they're called. It's not tasks, it's initiatives. Initiatives. That's very positive though, isn't it? <sighs> A task is wow. something that's just done and checked. An initiative task changes things. task is boring. Things. Tasks. An, an initiative is somebody that needs to lead something and makes it work yes i've taken initiative at work you've taken a what initiative initiative yeah initiative <laughs> yes <laughs> but that's but it's true i mean i think it's a great word task is just the uh, it's a bit like the french word for shit i mean it's, shit is okay but if you go merde you know you can get behind it a task is like doing the dishes every night that's, that's true. a task. Right. That's a chore, but that's a task. Right. But if you want to take initiative... You load the dishwasher. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, initiatives. That's yeah. exactly what they were. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we'll forget that forever and a day, just uh, like probably, that car yes. thing that causes me so much stress. Yeah. Actually, it doesn't cause me any more stress. It causes me to smile. 
I think that's why I forget that letter because he knows that if I remember that letter, I won't get as much fun out of the word Adkar. Yes. All right. And then, of course, ultimately, the organization gets agility and speed. All right. And that's what happens. They're able to kind of look at their priorities, deliver them quickly, be focused on what needs to be done, and then do more. Because they can actually work out what they want to do and when and, and what will fit in because they're working on a quarterly basis. And then I put this great slide together. Look at that slide. And it's the one right at the end. I need to put this slide earlier on in the beginning. It's a great slide. Look, it's got men banging their heads against mountains. It's just, it is a great slide for agility and speed. In fact, I'm going to put this slide uh, on the title of this podcast cover. I'm going to change us. Tinky, chinking whiskey glasses. I'm going to put this in the background. You're going to dolly our faces onto it. and uh, yeah. Funny enough, I saw Dolly in operation in Canva because I did okay. some stuff. So, hey, if you've been monitoring the Twitter account, you'll notice the advertisement came out for, for uh, South Coast Summit and our whiskey tasting. Mm. Uh, and um, it actually... I suddenly realized a little box in the corner says, hey, describe what image you want. So I said, hey, I wanted, I wanted a whiskey barrel with five candles on it. And it gave me a whiskey barrel with five camera, candles images. And then I went, no, I want the candles to be colored. And it then actually gave me. So that image that is on that advertisement really? is actually being created cool. by Dali. I'm assuming Dali in the background, but some kind of uh, image AI stuff. And it was in Canva as part of my normal kind of uh, every stuff. It's very right. cool. Cool. And, and PowerPoint did that to me today as well. Oh. I was doing a PowerPoint presentation uh, uh, that was given to me, and I wanted to add some images to it. So I added a couple of nice images to it. But then he went, oh, I think I have a better idea for you. What the frick is this coming from? He says, I, why don't you click here and we'll see what happened. And it took the text. And in the text was things like win-win. All right, was yeah. the term. He said, I think I've got some better terms to show you the, you know, what you're going with a slide win win. And it went off to Bing and, and brought me back an image. And it had three win win wins with a little area. And I said, This is your goal. You know, it was this. And it was created by me. What? I know. I, so they went, Ah, oh. but it was so cool. Now, the downside of it was that I couldn't freaking adjust the image size. Um. All right, so it, had, it kind of failed at the last bit. And it was going, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but the fact that it suggested the image based on the text and said, I've got a better image for you. I loved it. That's cool. Who needs Copilot? I mean, it's already there in PowerPoint. Oh, beautiful. It was online. It was good. Cool. Okay. Anyway, sorry. We're getting tied by the images. It reminds me of that Star Trek movie, you know, where they have to jump from one ship to another and they're steering their way around in the... I no? do You've not. seen that one. The uh, one probably with, I have, but I've, there's so many. There is a link because the guy that did the film imitation game, Tenant, yeah. is the bad guy in the Jane in this Star Trek movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not Khan, but it's the. It is Khan. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the new the new Khan. That's yeah, what that yeah, image yeah. reminds me of. Yes. All right. Is it time for Goldcock yet? I think so. I think so. Ah. Listen, I, I hope you've enjoyed this. We'll give a bit of a review at the end, of course, after we've finished our whiskey and uh, and yes. tasted this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pour, and you can tell oh, the story okay. of where you're going to pour. Okay. Now, uh, be aware, it's a glass cork. 
Um, so if you remember the uh, little bottles I got from the Austrian distillery, so it, it yeah, it opens a little bit weird. Now, um, I was in Prague uh, two weeks ago, and um, um, yeah, I tasted this at the hotel bar, um, and I was very, very pleased. So I thought, okay, cool. What is it? Oh, it's a Czechian, it's a Czech whiskey. So I said, okay, that's cool. So um, when I went to the airport, I just uh, bought a bottle. It's you always get annoyed at me leaving the little plastic things around the top. Yeah. Why has this got a plastic condom thing on it? Oh yeah, they did that. They I don't know. They added that at the uh, duty free thing. So this little net around the bottle. But I kinda liked it, so I just kept it on there. But they, they added it. They added it. So yes, they put a net around my gold cock. Yes. <laughs> Ah, uh, all right. Uh, we did not look up any tasting notes, so we failed miserably. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, this was some American oak, new American oak. So, of course, uh, non-chill filtered, uh, non-colored, um, single malt, obviously. And then at the back of the bottle, it says a whole bunch of things in check so i've got no idea what oh, it says better look at this gold cock whiskey has been let me do it in a microphone it's yeah better. that helps uh, it does. yes gold cock whiskey has been aged in barrels traditionally made by moravian coopers tasting notes there you go okay so what's a moravian so the barrels Cooper? are not actually the normal record of bourbon casks or anything else Okay. So if it's Moravian Coopers, then it's from the planet Moravia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, oh, I like this. Uh, this is a good, interesting statement. Goldcock whiskey is noticeably better than its diluted version. Sulfuric notes are somewhat muted in the taste. I, I okay. smell a bit of Gravelax. I'm not entirely certain that's the best Gravelax? Tasting. Yeah, that's the salmon. That's the stuff. salmon thing. No. I don't get uh, I, that at all. Actually, <laughs> now it's there. Isn't it? <laughs> now it's there. The, the dill is there. Oh shit! It is dill, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's, it's interesting. Oh no! Oh, it's terrible. Yes. So let's go. So it starts so. with very sweet, with rum, then becoming fruity, mainly orange. It has a, a strong woody taste. We noticed that before, and a very and ends with a very long, warm and dry something or other. But I haven't really clicked the site open. But no, uh, but it's it's definitely peated. Is it? It is absolutely. <gasps> yes. It is strange now, and now I've read that thing. <laughs> So now you've, you've gravelaxed the gold cock. Yes. yes. Okay. We, are we going to stop joking about this yet? No, 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 okay, no, no, no. Not at all. We tasted it earlier. I mean, this is we not did. a bad... Yes. It, to be honest, it's a bit like those Austrian ones that we tasted from um, the guy's mail shot thing. Yeah. Sponsored one. That's exactly. cool. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I like this. This is a very drinkable whiskey. This is not a whiskey that you need to think 
or sit behind the fire or whatever. This is just like a proper, decent whiskey that just does the trick. It's kind of weird. I find it weird. And you know you sit there and say it's not one of those whiskeys that you think about. I'd kind of see the bottle and go, is there anything better that I can drink at this moment? <laughs> Would I really want to drink gold cock? Yeah. It's not the, a bad drink. The name is maybe the, the name. I've got a marker ah, pen. What do you want to rename it? <laughs> Silver cock. Yes. Silver cock. <laughs> <laughs> Much better. No, but it's it's not a bad drink at all. I like it's it. It's not. I have to say that. It and, kind and of reminds me a little bit of a of a mellow Lafroig. You get that much peatiness out of it. No, really, so it's a really mellow. Don't. It's a mellow Lafroig. So, um, like a non Like for Lefroig. example, the Cotswold peated um, that used the uh, quarter barrels, quarter uh, the quarter casks uh, from Lafroig. And therefore, getting a little of that mellow peatiness in it, I kind of have the same thing with this one. So I think if we taste this one next to the Cotswold uh, peated, I think we might find a lot of similarities. I can arrange that. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> so let's go with this for a minute. I mean, I get the orange. Mm-hmm. The orange just before the um, the finish is is there. It's quite nice orange. It's kind of a yeah. soured orange. Yeah. Um. Uh. And so, yeah. uh, it's there. Yeah. And then you get a really sharp kind of bite. Yes. That flows through on the palate, in fact. Yeah. So instead of that normal, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's not pepper. It hasn't got the depth of pepper, but it's not really a chili it's either. It's not chili, no. no. It's a little bit like the it's a age little of the whiskey. Salty. <laughs> yes, it is. But it's actually on the palate, not on the finish, which is unusual yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, and so it kind of flows from the palate. Uh, and then you get that orange. And then you just taste it for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I'll just leave the As pussy saying, in. Marain, this See, is not a bad drink. when you get the gold cock out, the pussy wants to come in. <laughs> I mean, the cat wants to walk in. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> okay, Steve has officially lost it. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. That was okay. good. Yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry. No. I mean, I watched uh, you do that, and I never ever thought that comment. And then when it came, I thought, uh, "Sorry, oh, that is sorry very about funny. that." Okay. That's okay. Um, it was a very furry pussy too. <laughs> this is definitely going to be an X-rated one. Yeah. All to do with this rather interesting whiskey. Yeah. So. Um, with all the whiskeys that we taste, I always uh, ask myself the question, would I buy a bottle of this? You did. I, I No, absolutely I did. And if this one is finished and I find myself in Prague and going through the airport, I will buy another one. Because I think it's a nice random whiskey. It's evening. You want to watch <laughs> a nice series on the television. You want to grab a little whiskey with that. Right, I'm going to change that in you any second now. 
All right. Are you uh, ready? So you paid 36, 40, 40, 42, I 42, think. okay. I was online earlier with the Ledeg or the Lecce yeah. Sinclair edition yeah. at 43 euros. All right. But I love the I love I love that. Lecce um Sinclair it is amazing. But it's got a lot of power. Okay. 43 euros. Yes, no, Which same bottle? same money. No, at different occasions. Oh, okay. I get that. Yeah, I get because it. Because it's Sinclair... not a bad whiskey, don't get me wrong. No, it's really no, isn't no, a bad whiskey. Uh, and I think it has its own character. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. No. It has its own This character. is more of a lunch whiskey, not an after-dinner whiskey. Yeah, I can't find ap- that. Or an aperitif before you start eating and you want yeah, something. It, it leaves you with a... It does leave you with a little really beaded. Yeah. I, I think it's, um, it's the first whiskey after dinner before you get onto something smoky. It yes. might actually be with something. That would Stairway be interesting. Stairway to smokiness. Stairway to smokiness. I like that. Yeah. All right. Enough. I will try not to blow the ending. Not here, to so. blow the gold cock. Yes. Okay. I was trying oh, to get back on the no, level. No, 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 no. no. Yes, yes. Sorry. That was very cool. All righty. Okay. So uh, I think this was an interesting podcast. We know it was an interesting session and people asked questions uh, and uh, went through the process. Yes. Um, To be honest, I found this a very cool uh, topic because when I see Viva Goals, I think, oh, that's a cool tool. And I see it as a cool cool tool, as something that you can implement, just like a SharePoint or an SAP or whatever. Difficult to see the value of it until you think about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And then you came with, let's do a session about Viva Goals, around how it helps you focus on the things that matter. And then I was like, that's it. That's yeah. the power of Viva Goals. Yeah, I think I should get a job with Microsoft Marketing. Yeah. <clears throat> that's cool. All right, no, but I think that's exactly what it does do. It All of the things that are on the box, it does. Yeah. All right. I, the only thing that I'm really unsure about is the whole the governance stuff is not a problem. Who can mm-hmm. do what is relatively easy to do. You can identify the roles. And the adoption in my head says, look, I'm already doing this kind of objectives and tracking and doing tasks kind of process. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of turbocharging that by adding far more transparency and uh, ability to kind of understand what I'm doing a little bit more. Yeah. But as I think about it, I'm not sure how I would necessarily explain that in a way that would <clears throat> be able to say, hey, there's a new tool coming and you will feel better for the work you do. You know, that's yeah. the simple line. But actually, I think you need, there's some thought needed on the adoption. I think that, that I will think about a little bit more yeah. uh, and work out how that fits in. It, but, it's not a cheap tool. You need to pay a bunch of money. Four euros per user per month. Yeah, exactly. But it only needs to be the people that are actually, yeah, only needs. Yeah, exactly. So it can get... Just a minute. That's a good question. So you wouldn't give it to people that are running your ERP system. It's It's not replacing an ERP system. No, because they need to do tasks in Planner. That get rolled up back into your goals. No, don't agree. I don't okay. believe it's an operational tool. 
True. So no. True. So yeah. so for the for the workers, factory workers, people that are already running corporate processes, mm-hmm. it's not for them. It's really for the people that are delivering change objectives within the organization. So it doesn't need to go across the whole organization. But again, that's something else we'll need to think about. Something else. Let's we need to keep think that about. for adoption. Adoption session level two on goals. goals. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's a good question. All right, so here we go. We are uh, an hour and fifty-five minutes in. It was very, very good. Yeah, an hour and five minutes. That's cool. Um, we always promise you uh, a whiskey that you are going to struggle to find, or something that you would not always taste before. Yep. I honestly think with this Czech whiskey. Uh, we've done a very good job. Here's a whiskey question for you. Do you think that the whiskey industry has now basically got to the point where anybody can make a whiskey? A bit like own brewed beer is really nearly as good as the bar. <clears throat> because if you think about where we've tasted whiskey from on this podcast alone mm-hmm. around the world, yeah. around the UK, around France, Germany, China, Australia, Belgium, China, Austria. Right? None of it has been ugly Israel. No, exactly. Yeah. Some of it's been spectacular, I suppose. Yes. So, but but just a question to keep in mind in terms of whiskey, kind of as if the recipe and the the thing is done, as as if there was no real to make whiskey, anybody can do it. A little bit like the Ratatouille movie. Anybody can cook, so anybody can distill whiskey, but only those with the experience and and real care can actually create great whiskeys. Yeah. So, I, uh, I, I know we keep saying we've become whiskey snobs. Yes. Um, but uh, maybe have a little bit because we've tasted so many of them. It will be five years worth, 125 different whiskeys. The, the trouble with making whiskey is that you need a bunch of equipment and a whole lot of time. And a business plan. Yes. <coughs> so, like, I, I love these homebrew things that you can now buy to make your own beer. I've got a friend who makes excellent beers I love those beers Um, and he can really tweak with the recipe and he can say now this time I'm going to do a little of this and a little more of that and he can brew it he can bottle it and in two days you can taste it yeah with whiskey whiskey, you need to make a decision to put it in this kind of barrel leave it for 12 years and then you can say oh let's taste it and then you can say tastes like shit or it tastes Amazing. Now I get it. It was just a thought. It was yep. just a thought. So it doesn't really matter from an end user perspective. So the uh, the operational level agreement on this whiskey is it's fine. It's, it's interesting. Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. All right, good. That's not that's not really aspirational and, and quantitative. No, it's definitely not it's an okay. Fine. It's <laughs> no. fine. All right, look, uh, I think this has turned out really well. I enjoyed it. Uh, It was a good one. We've had some fun with the name of the whiskey, which I refuse to say again. Uh, And uh, we're just hoping that we'll see you at some of the venues moving forward. So ESPC, we think a lot of you will be there. So please come and see us on the Corview Sand. Stay high. Tell us what you think of this whiskey. and uh, yeah, if supply at uh, South Coast Summit, we're looking forward to that immensely. So Steve Dolby is kind of saying bye, really, and handing over to Moraine, who hasn't yet decided whether it's a quick finish or a long finish. I'll make it quick. Bye, everyone. <laughs>